You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. This is an episode of What's Up in Dramaland with Saya, Anissa, and Boromem. Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Saya. In this episode, we'll be taking a quick look at current industry news as it pertains to K-drama fans, and we'll be updating you with the dramas set to premiere in the month ahead. This podcast is a project by fans for fans. If you want to be a part of making that dream grow, there are a whole lot of ways you can help. You can share our episodes on fan sites and social media, talk about the podcast to your K-drama loving friends, or leave a review on iTunes or whichever app or platform that you use to listen to us. And if you want to help us keep our lights on, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dramasoverflowers. Finally, you can get in touch with us with your thoughts and ideas. We're always reading the comments on YouTube and Drama Beans, but you can also tweet at us at dramasoverflow or email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. And that's it from me. Enjoy the episode and tell us what you're looking forward to. Bye. Hi, everyone. This is Anissa. And this is Forma. And today we don't have Saya with us, unfortunately, but um, my sister is joining us for What's Up in Dramaland this month. Say hello to the listeners. Hello. <laughs> Mention your name. <laughs> oh. um, my name is Zainab. And she's a loyal listener. Okay, you guys sound like siblings. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we sound nothing alike. No, I mean like... Anissa sounds like she's, a, she's your older sister, making sure that her younger sister does the intro properly. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? It's, it's a well-baked <laughs> dynamic at this point. So, hi Zainab, welcome to our podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, Saya couldn't be here, but she is thrilled that you're taking her place for this episode. I'm, yeah, really excited to be here. Hopefully it'll be a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we start with a not-so-fun story um, this time. Anissa, you want to take that? Yeah, so this is a really, unfortunately, a really sad, sad story. Um, so at the time that we're recording, um, Sully passed away last Monday, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So it hasn't been a week yet, although more time will have passed by the time this episode is released. But I guess... It's such a big story that most people know what happened, but basically, just to just quickly sum up, she was discovered dead at her home, and then they ruled it suicide, I think, after a few hours, um, and her family and friends said that she'd been feeling depressed in the last few days, and if you know her story or if you've followed her career, she's had a really difficult time with like online bullying and harassment, even more than most K-pop stars, I would say. And she was a she was a child actress. She started at like age eleven, and then she was really famous because she was part of FFX. FX? I don't know how they pronounce that. Um, yeah, but she was in a, quite a few like movies and dramas too. I think the only thing I've seen her in is To the Beautiful You. Have you seen Have you seen that, Arma? No, I haven't. But I've heard a lot about it. It wasn't a good drama. It was very cute. I've just been seeing because right after the news broke, uh, a lot of fans. Um, took to the nets to sort of put out like sweet moments from the drama where she was smiling or laughing. So I, I've seen scenes from the drama, which is, you know, uh, scenes focused on Silly. Mm. She was, it was a very cotton candy idol drama. And it was a remake of um, a Japanese drama called Hanakimi, which is basically like this girl enters an all boys school pretending to be a boy, but like, it's so obvious that she's a girl. Like, it's just one of those 
So it wasn't, yeah. you know, and it was all mostly um, idols. Kangano, wasn't no, it? No, I've, I've actually watched a couple of episodes of the Japanese one. So, yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, for what it does, it's fine. Um, and it was very cute. It was just, it was kind of characteristic. But yeah, so it's just a really, really sad story. The thing is that it's not just Sully. We know that, um, uh, sorry, Sully, it's, we know that um, online bullying and like just toxic fandom overall has been affecting the um, mental health of many artists in the industry. And usually their agencies don't stand up for them much. Like IU's does in a very prominent way. They um, told their fandom that if we get rumors and like malicious comments about our artists, then we are going to pursue you with lawsuits. And they followed up on it. Um, most agencies don't do it. They are really scared of, I suppose, um, alienating the fandom. I so, think, yeah, although yeah. I, f- I feel like more than, you know, 10 years ago, there are more agencies who will actually sue fans or like, not fans, netizens for these kind of things in comparison to a few years ago where they just wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. There would be no comments. There would be no lawsuits, nothing. So it's still a problem, I think. And they definitely, the agencies definitely need to do more, but they're doing more than they used to. Um, you know, like we've had a few cases recently where agencies were like, we're suing these people for starting these malicious rumors. But you know, like people are so, I don't know, Zainab, if you saw any stories about this, but like they, there were people who were actually um, harassing and, and like putting up negative comments for like her band members and her close nice. friends for not publicly posting anything about her meanwhile they're like at the funeral home with her family you know like it's just so like her agent their agencies had to be like they've been at their funeral home with the family this whole time like don't criticize them like it's just such a sick dynamic yeah Yeah, i don't know zana i know that you're not really familiar with with this person but do you have any thoughts yeah i mean definitely that's very sad and i did see a few things even though i'm not in the the fandom yeah the fandom but yeah, it's, that's just really sad to hear. I'm not sure if this will go anywhere, but I was reading that um, Moon Jae-in's, uh, which is the South Korean president's website, has been flooded with demands for a law to be passed so that commenters can't comment anonymously anymore. And uh, they are informally dubbing it Sully's Law. And yeah. I'm not sure how far that will go because after all, online anom- anonymity is a large part of online privacy. So it's like there are overlapping issues and it's a gray area. It's not just black and white. But they have enacted something similar in the workplace to um, reduce bullying in the workplace. I, I think it's called Gapchil. And uh, there is a sentence of up to three years or a maximum fi- fine of uh, $25,000. So they are uh, getting more serious about enacting laws than they were ever before. So if something comes of this, it, it will be interesting to watch. Usually, you know, you need a certain critical mass of public opinion to change these kind of things. So hopefully it's enough to do something. I don't know what the practical solution is. I feel like legislature is also hard. I feel like more than like actual laws, you need to kind of change the the social, yeah, the change the culture. Because a lot of times laws are just going to kind of be there. And it's it's very hard to regulate these kind of things. Yeah, like even with this Kapchi law, Kapchi basically means... Bullying someone using your superior status or power over them. And mm-hmm. even though that law is in place, 
I mean, there are ways that people can get around that, you know, like they're, they're like, oh, well, I'm, you know, like, I'm not going to make you do anything because, you know, like, it's, it's like a scary world out there. You can't say anything to your, uh, you know, sir. Yeah, you do it indirectly. But then it's like, it yeah, exactly. So you're like saying, it's like those um, bosses who are like, oh, don't say anything about her outfit. She's going to sue you for sexual harassment. And you're just oh, like, right. God, you yeah. literally just, yeah. <laughs> So it's yeah. just kind of that kind, you know, like people will find a way and um, Zainab's right. Like it's a cultural, it's a cultural thing that he has to change. I think it's also worth noting that Sully got harassed a lot by um, members of the fandom who didn't like the fact that she wasn't conventional. Um, she revealed the fact that she was uh, in a relationship when she was at the peak of her career, when, you know, like agencies generally tend to, pretend that our artists don't date. They are completely celibate virgins waiting for, I don't know. Who exist only for their fans. Yeah. Yeah, and she exactly. was like not, not there for that. She was very honest. Yeah, she was generally very honest about the way she lived. And that seemed to really, really anger some fans. And yeah. Yeah, and she actually took a break from show business in 2014 for that reason. Um, and even the program that she was doing, like the TV, the variety show that yeah. she was hosting was about responding to online hate comments. So I don't know if that was necessarily a healthy thing for her to be exposed to all the time. Because obviously yeah. then you have to like read them and be around that. Yeah. Because you could say in a way that she was doing the work of trying to change the culture. But that's also yeah. a large burden mm-hmm. to take on. Any type of activism really takes a big emotional toll, especially if you have a really personal stake in it. On a slightly brighter note, you have uh, a, a, some commenter was spreading rumors about uh, Isyojin and Sunny being in a relationship. And uh, the person got sued and uh, got like two years probation and uh, like a potentially a six-month jail time um, as a sentence oh wow so that's being talked about a lot mm. um, so yeah you know baby steps but yeah yeah I guess the only other thing to say is just you know rest in peace and she'll be missed yeah so the other main story that we're talking about this month is this movie that recently came out called um, Kim Ji Young born in 1982 and this is a novel that was written by author Cho Namju. So Cho Namju actually wrote this novel based on her own experience as someone who had to like stop working after she got pregnant. And then um, she actually overheard someone calling her something that basically translates to mom worm, which is a derogatory term for like women who, in their words, like stay at home and just leech off of their husbands who are supporting oh, them. Oh, wow. As if that's oh, like I was the trailer of thing. this movie. I remember. It was fantastic. In, in that it completely, like, because I thought it was a Gong Yu movie, it turned out to be Jung, uh, a Jung Yu movie. Well, I mean, she's the main character, so I would hope, I would hope that she would be the star. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, it was the, the way it started, it seemed like a Gong Yu and Jung Yu movie. And then it turned out that she is the protagonist. Mm. But this novel was a sensation for being like a feminist novel and you know like it made a huge impact and it's also like it's sold a lot of copies in China and in Japan there's also a lot of controversy because anything that has the label feminist gets a lot of people mad so you know there were all these um, 
terrible, you know, online harassment campaigns against people who worked on the movie. There was, there's this male group who are like protesting about so-called um, reverse discrimination. Like that's the thing that exists. Yeah. And they, and they crowdfunded this book called, I think like Kim Ji-hoon born in 1990 or something about a man who's like oppressed by like feminism. Oh it's just like really, really stupid. <laughs> um, but but you know, like the actors Gong Yu and uh, Jung Yu Mi, they when they read it, they were like, "We have to do this movie, no matter even despite the controversy." And it's even inspired. I think there were some like ministers and stuff in the Congress who like passed the book on to Moon Jae In, the president, and were like, "This is really important. You should read it. It really depicts, you know, the modern life of a Korean woman in her 30s, but also like female celebrities who have." endorsed this book or who have said that they love this book have gotten so much backlash but male celebrities who have endorsed it have like nothing they've only gotten praise yeah of so, course. yeah i mean that's that's how it goes i'm really excited to see this movie once it comes out yeah we do i have some hope like um not not much but a very little hope that i might be able to see it uh during the film festival in calcutta but uh Oh, yeah, yeah that's so cool. I'm so mad at myself because we had this like Film Fest 919, which is this tiny film festival that happens in Chapel Hill every year. And it just yeah. passed and they screened Parasite and I could have seen it. And now I have to wait till like November because it's not opening wide in the US for another, I don't know how long. And this has been getting international press, this movie, yeah. Kim Jong-un, born in 1982, because of its sort of like Me Too feminism angle. And Zainab was actually asking me, because, you know, like, Saya put together all the news articles, and she's like, I read all the news articles, and they were saying that, like, you know, they made the movie despite the controversy. She was like, I don't understand what the controversy is. So um, so I found an article explaining what the controversy was. Did you have a chance to read that one? I just added it last night. It just seems kind of ridiculous to me that, like, was it, was it, like, a Red Velvet member? Yeah, so this she, Red Velvet yeah. member, basically, she um, she had a public gathering with her fans, and she was like, I just finished this novel, Kim Ji-young, born in 1982. Like, she just basically said, I finished, like, I read it, and I liked it. And there was, like, a huge storm of her fans being like, we're not your fan anymore, you've become a feminist, you know, like... Feminism is, makes is a dirty zero word. sense yeah. to me. Like, who, why, if you're a fan of her music, why do you care if she's reading some book? I just, yeah. But a lot of, for a lot of people that they can't separate. Um, I, I think especially the way that idols, I mean, we've talked about this before, but the way that idols are manufactured and packaged as this like complete whole person that you're consuming mm-hmm. rather than just like consuming their music. Yeah. So, so this article, it's from the, um, the Korea Herald. And they were interviewing someone who was saying that basically the way that especially female celebrities and like singers especially are, are packaged and, and sort of promoted in South Korea, it's like really there's a particular image and, and like feeling that the fans want to get from them. And that's like that they're, you know, um, beautiful, but they don't really have opinions. <laughs> like they're not. How did he describe her? Uh, let me see. So there was this uh, researcher at the Korea Women's Development Institute, and he was saying that the cyber attack, his name is An Sung-soo, 
He said that the cyber attacks against K-pop stars show Korean men's anxiety over the ongoing Me Too movement and the broader rise of feminism, which is rising in Korea right now. He said, a lot, I think a lot of young female entertainers are being consumed by men in this country as ideal female figures, physically attractive, pleasant, and docile, he told the Korea Herald. As the Me Too movement is empowering more women to voice their own thoughts and opinions, including young entertainers whom these men must have thought to be the opposite of so-called feminists, I think they feel threatened and anxious. They want certain women to stay where they are, but that is likely to change very soon. And there are also these, um, he was also saying like these young men in their 20s, which like this parody book of Kim Ji-hoon, born in 1990, is like those young men in their 20s. They haven't gone, like they're still in college, they're doing their military service, so they feel like they're the ones who are victimized because they have to go to military service and women don't. And they haven't gone to the workplace yet and they haven't seen the terrible workplace harassment that women have to face. And so instead of putting the blame where it belongs, which is this sexist culture that, you know, both men and women are being harmed from, that is that the military service is also part of, they're just blaming women because that's easier. Yeah, exactly. Everyone just blames women. (laughs) So so that was an interesting, um, that was an interesting perspective. So uh, a little uh, digression to, well, wait, drama news is digression now. Um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> wait, hold on. It that feels sounds- like a digression after talking about <laughs> such important, like, <laughs> cultural yeah. events. True. Um, so Graceful Family that just uh, finished airing uh, kind of set records for MBN. And uh, it, it, was, it had amazing ratings, which is fantastic. I really enjoyed watching the drama. I, I think um, amongst the crew, I mean, of course, Im Soo Young is the reason I started watching the drama. She, I liked her some, I mean, I liked her character in uh, My Idea is Gangnam Beauty, but I really liked her and her acting in Graceful Family. But the standout actors in this drama were uh, Bae Jong Ok, who played the villain, and E. Q. Han, who's character he's like the sort of half brother to Im Soo Hyung's character and he's a bit of a sphinx um mm-hmm. and these two characters were so amazing and gripping and um I'll probably talk about it in the next yak yeah both of them are always so good and I feel like they're kind of underrated because they tend to do like more supporting yeah and what I liked was that this drama properly allowed these characters to flex their acting chops I mean I um, I really liked how they treated EQ Han and Bae Jong Ok. She's a discovery. I've never, I I've seen her in other dramas and supporting roles and smaller roles, but I never noticed her. And of course, I didn't because here she is not just the villain. She's this charismatic, almost anti-hero. Even though she's yeah. like too evil to be an anti-hero, <laughs> but she's just so she has style. Man, so yeah. yeah, that was that was fun to watch. That's interesting because in live, her story was probably one of my favorites, or maybe my okay. favorite. Like her arc with the with the actor that plays her husband, she yeah. was so good in that. Like I, that mean, I had to watch that for her. She was amazing. Yeah, and she was like totally sympathetic, relatable. You know, not not evil in any way. Okay. But apparently Definitely she did another that. drama, um, Unknown Woman or Unknown You. I think Unknown Woman, and apparently. Yeah, she's supposed to be evil in that. I haven't watched it. I don't know much about it. Just uh, read in comments that that's another drama that you should check out if you really like her. Mm. Um, so the other drama thing that I wanted to talk about, um, not scandal related, is EJ Woke, our new favorite boy from from Search of 
Yeah. And I also just started Extraordinary You like yesterday. Right? Okay. So just happy. hold on. Say nothing. We will discuss it in the next year. Yes. Um, but I just want to mention that. So he got offered the role in Extraordinary You first. And um, it's, I mean, it's not a spoiler to see that it's a secondary role. And then he got Surge and he was shooting them simultaneously. So, and, and it's, it's like the cutest thing because in Extraordinary You, he's a bit of a, he's a lot like the drama character in Surge WWW, like the over-the-top Mark yeah. Chan drama character. Yes. He's a bit like that. Yeah. In Extraordinary You. And uh, no, the, the reason I brought this up is because there was a, there was a scene in Search WWW where he was filming as a school student and he was on a bike and he was wearing a school uniform. And here's this, this late um, I know, 20 something or early 30. I think he was in his early 30s, right? In, in the drama, Search WWW. And he's wearing a school uniform and shooting he this scene. He has to go for military service. Right, exactly. Yeah, and, and he's playing a school-going character in Extraordinary You. I just thought it was hilarious. And a part of me wonders if the search uh, writers were like, let's just take, you know, the character he's playing in this other drama and kind of bring that in here for the meta laughs. I mean, and, both shows yeah. are so wonderfully meta in so many ways that I wouldn't be so... Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. So going back to the scandal-related stuff, unfortunately, I'm just going to do a few quick updates, stories that we've talked about before. Um, I'm not really going to go in depth. I just want to give updates. So the, the first thing is um, the Korean police are seeking extradition for Yoonjio. She left to Canada after everything kind of blew up over her. She was the one who brought Jung Jae-yeon's story back up. This was the um, actress that was in Boys Over Flowers who committed suicide, um, and she apparently had left back this um, letter behind that had talked about all of these men in powerful positions who had sexually harassed her. Um, but then, like, there was a huge scandal over Yoonjiu. We talked about it on the podcast, but she eventually yeah. left because Yoonjiu um, was the actress who said that she she basically acted as a star witness, but then her testimony was questioned by a lot of people, yeah. including. Somebody who said that, uh, I think a well-known writer who said that she had contacted him to ask about like profits she could make if she wrote a book about. So basically it got, it got muddled. Her testimony got really... Yeah. And then I think there was a lawsuit. Yeah. So anyway, now they're asking for her to be extradited from Canada. So we'll just keep an eye on that story, I guess. They've also, <laughs> this headline made me laugh because it's from uh, the like English version of Chosun. <laughs> Uh, website just Evo, and it's like police drop pimping charges against Yang Hyunsuk, and I've never seen pimping in a news headline before. <laughs> but I guess we're just translating from the Korean word. <laughs> but because they were like, because a lot of the other articles were saying that he was like, you know, arrested for solicitation, <laughs> but it's just like pimping. <laughs> well, we'll just be direct then. <laughs> yeah. So I'm mean, basically they're just saying they didn't find any evidence of money that was specifically set aside for pimping. <laughs> In the transaction. He just did it for the joy of it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it looks very weak to me, but whatever. He has so much money and power. I'm not really that surprised. His family has stakes in YG. So it's not even, I mean, it's so token, him being, him leaving his position. It's just. Yeah, it's just. What you going to do? Yeah. So is, um, Anna, you, you, you want to know more about the K-drama industry? <laughs> Isn't this like a lovely word? <laughs> I know. I was telling her, I'm sorry that you've come for like such a dark episode. You know, like some months we have fun stories to talk about, but this month is kind of rough. 
It's been good though. Yeah. No. You're you're still you're still okay. I'm still good. Yeah. Okay. It's hanging in there. <laughs> All right. That's good. Still alive. So we do have one good news. We do have one good news. Let me mention the last bad news, and then we'll end okay. on good news, and then we can move to upcoming. Okay. Although I guess in this in a sense, this is actually good news. It's just not on a happy topic. So um, if you remember, Pak Yuchan was sued or he was accused by of like raping women in like bathrooms in clubs the case was eventually dismissed for lack of evidence and then he actually sued those women but one of them but i think those charges were dropped or like those cases didn't go anywhere and then one of them countersued him for libel she won the case like she didn't get the amount of money that she wanted but they are making him pay pay her so um yeah that's good it's not enough money but you know hit him where it hurts piece of trash yeah and it's good he lost at least one lawsuit man i mean i know yeah. it's yeah i'm glad that at least there's one legal battle where he came out looking bad and wrong the title of the article is actually really explicitly you know like how usually they're like alleged case of whatever yeah. but the headline is really like just pak yuchan ordered to compensate for rape victims i am liking so. chosun English a lot these days. Yeah, I mean, I think they're like the conservative, more conservative mainstream outlet from what I've heard. But who knows? Maybe the English branch is different. And then the happy news is Kim Tae-hee and Rain just welcomed their second daughter. So um, more cute babies. Yay. We always like cute babies. You know her, right? You're oh my gosh, I do. Yeah. My princess. Yeah, yes. uh, that's her. <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you seen yeah. anything with Rain? Do you know who Rain is? Um, Here's a picture of him. I don't think you have. I don't think you've seen anything with him. But we like him too. Show her full house. <laughs> no, I won't inflict that on you. Um, <laughs> it's a Korean drama. Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Not that full house. So should we move to upcoming dramas? Yes. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think you're familiar with Full House, even if you haven't watched it. All right. So, upcoming in November 2019. So, first we have Chief of Staff 2 on November 11th. Damn it! I haven't watched the first one yet. But I'm wondering, it's okay, because the first season was only 10 episodes, and and it's a Netflix release, so I'm wondering if this is one of those cases where Netflix... Oh, this is the second part. That's right. Putting the season into two parts and just, like, releasing them at stupid times. Um, That's exactly what that is. Yeah, it's a JTBC drama, but it's... Netflix has its own airing schedule, and I don't know... If the JTBC schedule is also going according to the Netflix schedule, because it, it, is that what it, they it did with would, yeah. Asadal Chronicles? Is that no? But uh, Asadal Chronicles was created to be three a three part series. It oh, okay. it wasn't it wasn't just randomly chopped in the middle like Love Alarm was, or in in this case, as it seems, Chief of Staff. As we yeah, know. I mean, I haven't seen which, which one. No, don't you gum. We're recording. What are you doing? She's chewing gum. I'm just putting it in the mouth. She's like randomly offered me gum. And, and I, looked at her, I looked her in the eye and I was like, don't do it. And she just looked me in the eye and just put it in her mouth. Why, Why are you having a battle for dominance right now? Don't chew it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> 
Um, so I haven't watched the first season of Chief of Staff, so I don't actually know if it ended on a note which like made sense and was pre-planned, or if they just were like, "Oh, this is twenty episodes. Let's chop it in half." But I'm guessing yeah. probably the latter because probably the latter, yeah. Netflix. Because I, most dramas, for now at least, they have don't don't have that kind of the production isn't actually created to work that way. It seems to me that once they start thinking of distribution, that's when Netflix comes in and says that you have to divide it in two. Yeah, SL was kind of unique in that it was originally like contracted with Netflix. Yeah, like that was part exactly. of the production deal. Yeah, so it's on my list to watch eventually. So I guess this doesn't really affect me too much because I'm not watching it live. But I still don't. Yeah, on principle, I'm this kind of. So good news for people who started Chief of Staff Part One like very recently because you guys get to see Part Two from November. I think they drop all ten episodes on November 10. So. Yay for you guys! I just feel bad for the people who started uh, Chief of Stuff Part One, like when that first dropped. Because yeah, what a long wait! Couple months. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the next one is Psychopath Diary, and it stars Yoon Chiyun, Jung In Sun, and Park Sang Hoon. And it's about a man named Yuk Dong Shik who coincidentally witnesses a murder and loses his memory after an accident that occurs while fleeing the scene. He wakes up with no sense of identity and mistakes himself as the killer when he finds the murderer's diary in his hands. That summary. I love it. It sounds interesting. <laughs> you know what? It sounds just like the two what two weeks? Does it? Yeah, because he wakes up. No, two weeks. He didn't have memory loss. Yeah, he oh. woke up and he didn't remember the murder. <laughs> Or am I just making that up? I don't know. I <laughs> Didn't you also it. say that this sounds like every other yeah. drama, thriller drama? Does it? I don't. I don't think yeah. they've done this before, though. I mean, it sounds like one of those what-if scenarios that I've had in my head for a while, and dramas haven't given me. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen this, this in drama. Yeah. So this um, head screenwriter also worked on Liar Game and Time Between Dog and Wolf. So yeah. I feel like he's very experienced in this genre. So it'll probably be really good. And also Yun Chun and Jung Sun are both great. You know what would be an excellent drama to watch? And maybe somebody's already done it because it seems like such an obvious uh, storyline. If, you know, a, a, an assassin or, or a horrible killer, like a really horrible person, lost his memory and woke up and was around really nice people and, and actually started, you know, like had amnesia, actually started living a good life, thought him of himself as a good person. And uh, yeah, never so familiar. Because it sounds like something that probably has been done. But usually with a story like this, they would regain their memory eventually, but still retain the good person personality. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love it if they never actually remember what they had done, but they meet people that they had wronged and they find out about their past life. And now as a good person, they have to confront the deeds of their past and, and make amends for that. And then Sounds you would like have to... You should write it. I would love to watch this. <laughs> write it. <laughs> sure, I'll start. And then um, <laughs> after two pages, it will never end. <laughs> now, that would be intriguing. Yeah. So my, my drama is going to come out, come out never. Um, moving on to the next drama <laughs> that is coming out <laughs> on next November drama, 22nd. <laughs> yes, this is Stove League. It's from SBS. Stars Nam Yeah, Nam Min and Pak Bin, who, which is like both of them are, I mean, they're Definitely among my favorites. I just watched, finished watching Chief Kim. I don't know why I didn't watch it earlier. I like it so much. It was so I good. I finally understand the hype. I think Zayn yeah. was 
the only person I've yeah. talked to who didn't didn't like it as much. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I just didn't. I, he was too much. The, you found him to be yeah, too over the top. Maruapa. <laughs> we always we still call him Maruapa because can you hear my heart? Which yeah. is still his best role, in my opinion. I agree. So it's gonna be Maruapa, but but he was a very staid secondary lead there. I I like that in the dramas where he has the lead, he always does these really crazy characters. You can tell so that cool. he really loves doing. Like he just enjoys it so much, and you can see how much fun he's having. And I, like that's just there's something infectious about that. And it's I didn't yeah. mind the over the topness because it just suited the tone of the drama so well. So yeah, yeah he's he's a very versatile actor. Mm. He's definitely a good actor. Like yeah, he was good. I just. Yeah. Mm. You were just weren't feeling it. Yeah. Oh, so the I should mention the summary. So the summary is Beck Sung Su is the newly appointed general manager of professional baseball team Dreams. The team ranks at the bottom of the league. Lee Se Young is the operations manager of the team. She has so much love for Dreams and she never gives up on the team. Dreams with a capital D as in the team, not Dreams in general. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like every high school baseball focused manga that was about like the star of the baseball team and the female manager of the team is this just me yeah but it's like a grown-up version right it's a grown-up version they're adults yeah it's a professional baseball team but it just reminds me of that setup it's like very it's a very cliche yeah it's probably gonna um, be a very uh, an underdog story it's just because why why else would they have that line she has so much love for dreams and she never gives up on the team that means they must be losing a lot of what a trooper. Yeah. Anyway, let, let, it ranks at the bottom of the league. Like, that's in the summary. So, ah, clearly, it's well. going to be a redemption story for this team. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who doesn't love sports dramas ooh, 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 about ooh, ooh, ooh. You, 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 you want me to predict the story and, and then we can match and, and see if it actually happens? Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. so Namhoom Main is playing the newly appointed general manager, right? Yes. So I bet he comes in and he's really brutal and harsh with the team. And you have the operations manager, which is Park Yoon Bin's character. And she's like, you can't be this harsh with them. You don't, you don't love this team like I do. And like, she'll basically be, play the mom character and he'll be the dad character. You don't know character. what they've been through. You don't know their struggles. <laughs> this one has and then they can't, can't pay for baby formula. <laughs> and that one has his wife left him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, most likely there's going to be a lot of bonding with the team members. And finally, um, Park Yun Bin is going to see that Nam Kung Min meant well after all and his methods do work. And Nam Kung Min will see that it's good to be emotional and actually bond with the teams. Yeah, and of course he'll have a secret pain in his past because his family never loved him. But then he'll find a new family in the baseball team. Then they'll have hui shakes and stuff and they'll drink and eat together and it'll just be... I, th- I think we, we got it. We don't it. need to watch the drama. We're done. We're good. I can imagine it all in my mind. I enjoyed that. <laughs> that was a good watch. I think we need to do that. Predictions for all the dramas. <laughs> yeah, but not all of them inspire this level of, you know. Yeah, it's a uh, very specific type of predictable setup. But let's see. If they, if they prove us wrong, that would be fun too. Um, we'll find out. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, it's also one of those you can watch it a hundred times and it'll still be heartwarming and enjoyable type of setups. So yeah. you know, like I don't blame them for doing it. It's not it's not offensive or like terrible or anything. It's it's a proven formula. So oh, and I just wanted to just shout out that the director did Heart Surgeons and Defendant, which I know Saya watched Heart Surgeons. I don't know if yeah, she, she liked it. Or not. it. 
Yeah, she did enjoy. Okay, I thought I was remembering that correctly. And I liked Defendant a lot, actually. It was it was really good. Okay, the okay. next drama is... Um, so I've seen this translated as Emergency Landing of Love, Emergency <laughs> Land of Love, Emergency Love Landing. Um, but I think Emergency All Landing fantastic of Love... fantastic names, yeah, gotta say. Clearly, definitely amazing. The peak of writing. Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> the peak of translation. <laughs> Um, so it's a, it's a literal translation in this case of the Korean title. So this is airing Whoa. on November 23rd on TV. The cast is. Yeah. Hyun Bin, Son Ye Jin, So Ji Hae, Kim Jung Hyun. Like, yay, Kim Jung Hyun is coming back from his hiatus. Yeah. I'm very excited. That's the first most important thing that I want to say. And the drama is about a wealthy heiress named Yoon se I'm guessing this is Son Ye Jin's character who, while paragliding, is forced to land in North Korea due to high winds. A North Korean officer named Ri Jung-hyuk hides and protects her, and in so doing so, comes to love her. So I'm guessing that's Hyun-bin. So it's one of these North Korea, South Korea... I haven't watched one of those in a while. I mean, the last one that I remember being very popular is probably King Two Hearts. Yeah, that's the only one that I've seen. Um, There was also, what was that, Doctor Stranger... That was not. That did not happen. That that did not happen. Okay. Yeah, we don't talk, we don't talk about, about that. it. That was the Young Suk stand up. Even <laughs> though it didn't happen. Who? Oh. Um. Go Nam Soon. Go Nam Soon. She calls yeah. him Go Nam Soon. <laughs> <laughs> that was his most iconic role. Mm. You have to admit. True. Oh oh oh! And this is Pak Jun Chakanim of You Who Came from oh, the Stars, the producers, Legend of the Blue Sea, Lobster. Yeah, Lobster. <laughs> we call Legend of the Blue Sea Lobster because of the acronym. So, yeah, Starsky screenwriter. And the director did Romance is a Bonus Book and Life on Mars. And um, this is my first life. Like a bunch of stuff that we, like we love this director. So, I'm kind of excited for this, even though I was a little disappointed by Legend of the Blue Sea. I'm really excited about the director, not so much the screenwriter. Because, I mean, I did enjoy You Who Came from the Stars, but more because of the meta moments and because of the actress's prowess than because of, you know, the story as a whole. I mean, I tried to go back and rewatch it and it was hard. Yeah, she doesn't have strong second halves, but I do like, you know, like um, a lot of people have the complaint about Kim and Suk that she makes her dramas all about the male leads. And yeah, you can't accuse Yeah, she does give her female leads like a really good, you know, like Jun Ji Han's character from You Who Came from the Stars was an iconic character. Like that character basically yeah. started a food trend and a makeup trend. <laughs> on its own so absolutely um, she does that, definitely that, give her her that was a, a comeback for her i think she was on a hiatus before she did um she, came from the stars yeah and especially from dramas i think it was her first drama in like 14 years she yeah only been doing movies and very not very often exactly so i'm um, and man she like she blew it out of the water that was amazing but that's exactly it, it was her performance that drew me to the that that kept me watching yeah, but I think the story I think itself is, was, hmm. especially the second half when he gets like alien cancer, and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it, was just always, like, it was one of those where like the setup is cool, but there wasn't enough thought put into how to resolve it, and it just ended up going in a weird direction. Yeah, and and what what the hell was that? I don't know, holographic boyfriend for the rest of her life thing, where hologram goes off occasionally when the signal's not right. What? Yeah, I don't I don't even understand. But I did really like the producers. I don't know if you watched the producers. I know that that had some 
backlash because of the change in format, but I didn't mind the change in format. I actually really loved everything. I'd probably end up watching it because I'm slowly going back and watching everything that Ayu has ever been in. Mm, she was really good in that. Yeah. So, and I tried to watch Dobster or now that I look at the <laughs> acronym, it could yes, also be a lot of BS. <laughs> Oh, Zana was excited for you to call it lobster. Come over to our side. Um, All right, lobster then. Yeah, and I watched the lobster, mm, and it just was boring, and we stopped after like five really or six. Really boring. Hours. I I couldn't finish. I think I watched it till like seven or eight, and then I just couldn't. And that was so disappointing because it's got Emin Hyuk. Uh, not Emin Hyuk. Emin Emin Ho. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really oh, love yeah, him. I Honestly, I I used to like him a lot before he did Ez. I yeah, I never really got the hype with Eamon Ho. I have to admit, I know people will be upset with me for saying that, but I never, even with Boys Over Flowers, it's like, who is this schmuck? Like, I, don't <laughs> I think the only yeah, okay. I think the only thing that I liked him in was City Hunter. Um, I loved him in Faith. I I didn't yeah. actually like him in City Hunter. I found him smug and smug. <laughs> But as a drama experience overall, it was an enjoyment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, and the thing is that as we. I mean, we talked about this uh, when we discussed Healer. After City Hunter, I just couldn't get into Healer, even though Saya felt exactly the opposite. Like Healer trumped City Hunter for her. Uh, mm-hmm. It just was, it had more heart. But for and- me, City Hunter did the slick avenging uh, vigilante thing so well. And I was just, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that was high I 100% agree. Yeah, I think was, we are also yeah. definitely on the same page. The next one is People with Flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, this is airing AKA November everyone. 27th. Yeah, it, this. I'm not going to lie. This sounds kind of bad to me, but I'll give you the setup. It's going to be an NBC drama. It stars Oh Yeon-so, An Jae-han, and Kim Seo-gi. So, like, I love the female leads. The story is basically that An Jae-han is a handsome guy who enjoys being the center of attention. In the past, he was dumped for being ugly. Since that moment, he's been obsessed with <laughs> Appearance. Oyunso is an enthusiastic PE teacher. Enthusiastic, guys. She does not love handsome men because she went through a lot of trouble due to her three handsome brothers. Her ideal guy is someone who's closer to normal, as if you'll ever see a normal man in a K drama. Lee Kang Woo and Joo Soyeon happen to meet. Oh, these are their character names. They initially argue about everything, but they develop romantic feelings for each other because, of course, they do. Oh, no. I, mean, I think I like the synopsis more than the drama sometimes. <laughs> just like the ent- for entertainment value <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah no I'm, I, 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 I still haven't gotten over the simple minded timpanist thing um, <laughs> yeah, from- that was um, that like music thriller amnesia plot one from what yeah. was it called let me hear your song let me hear right. your song. I never watched I, it I, I don't think I'll ever get over that no, but we enjoyed ourselves with the um with the synopsis that we got from Asian Wiki. Or we did, we did. So now, but with this plot, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I have I have no conjectures to make. It's too confusing. I'm sure it'll be a quality drama. Let's just say that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. I mean, if you look at it closely, it's just another case of a guy with secret pain. And a woman who is uh, very enthusiastic, enthusiastic like, <laughs> meaning candy, and also like they whatever they have this one issue between them, and they're both on opposite sides of it, and they're eventually gonna resolve it because K dramas. Her her issue is that she has had a lot of trouble due to her three handsome brothers. 
Yeah, let's okay. say issue in quotation marks. It's not a real issue, but fine. Yeah. That's your conflict. See, I, that's your character's conflict. Okay. Yeah. That's that's yeah, high writing right there. Though we shouldn't judge. I mean, it might turn out to be great. The thing is that uh with Anje Hyun, um I probably after Beauty Inside, I might have watched something that I don't even have this is not a plot that is very attractive to me. I'm I'm probably not gonna pick it up anyway. But I am curious to see if, you know, with Anja Hyun's recent uh, news, if, I don't know, if, if this, this hurts him, if this gains him more audience. I mean, it'd just be interesting to watch what happens. I guess. I think the other th- reason that I'm not very excited about this is because it's a rookie writer and it's the director of, um, I mean, I didn't watch My First First Love, but he did My Sassy Girl, the drama, which was terrible, um, Young Pal. Modern Farmer. I mean, he hasn't really done anything amazing. And this, and this Youngpa got uh, some, like, it has a dedicated fan base, though. I think I remember hearing that the beginning was really good, and then it kind of went off the deep end later on. But I might be <laughs> wrong about that. But of course, that's a writing problem, so. Yeah. With my first, first love, um, I watched a few episodes. And I think it's a very, what's a good way of putting it, um, inoffensive drama. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about college friends who eventually turn into sweethearts so that's the thing about the synopsis too it just sounds very conventional but sometimes you know like it's it's this they set out and give us a very conventional synopsis they like and and the production houses do it's not even like the translators got it wrong they try to mislead you through the synopsis i'm not sure why they do it but sometimes they do so yeah and kim sogi although i'm bummed that she's again the second lead or the third lead or whatever but she's always worth watching so it might turn yeah. out to be a gem who knows it's all about the execution <clears throat> yes it's all about the execution <laughs> yeah we always have to give that disclaimer because we pan this stuff so much i mean i feel like the fun is just a lot of times it's just in trying to figure out what the drama is going to end up being and a lot of times we're really wrong but that's okay that's we've already enjoyed ourselves with like you said with the simple-minded timpanist like <laughs> The enjoyment yeah. value has been, it's its there, so. True. But yeah, like you said, um, if if it turns out that Kim Sogi does get have like a meaty role in this, I'll probably give this a chance because I loved her so much in so many dramas, starting yeah. from that that one, the, the uh, Flower, Flower Boy, Boy Neighbor, yeah. Flower Boy Next Door That's to Oh My Ghosts, and just everything that I've seen her in. She's so good. She's so good. Oh my gosh. She needs to be lead, man. I know. The only thing she's done a lead in is Splish Flash Love, right? She hasn't had a full-length yeah. drama on her own. That's a crime. All right. Before this turns into a Kim Sogi fangirl podcast, <laughs> the next one is 9.9 Billion Women. Um, and it's okay. uh, November 27th, KBS2. It stars Cho Yo-jung, Kim Kang-woo, Onara, Jang Woon-in, and Lee Ji-hoon, the one who was in Rookie Historian, and I usually don't put five cast members, in the, but like they're all amazing. Like this cast is pretty, pretty hardcore. So Zainab was looking at the the cast list. She was helping me with upcoming because it's been a really crazy week. And she saw the picture of Jung Woong and she was like, is he the killer? I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, well, because she saw um, I hear a voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Every You're time I hear that song, like the "I'll Be There," just reminds me of that drama. Yeah. So the, um, the synopsis for this is that Jung's um, Jo Jung's character happens to get nine point nine billion won, 
and she fights against the world. She and her family suffered from violence because of her father, and then she left home, started a new life with a good man, but her happy life ended, and now she's looking for happiness again. Um, and Kim kong character is an ex-detective who tries to reveal the truth behind the death of his younger sibling. So it sounds pretty dark. Yeah. This is the screenwriter of Nightlight, which is also known as White Nights, um, and Last. So I think he tends to do like more sort of darker, like more serious dramas. So this sounds like it's going to be pretty serious. Yeah. I haven't watched any of his stuff, so... My mom watched Last, and she said it was good, but it was like pretty serious. Like it was heavy, she said, but she liked it. Okay. So yeah, I, th- I think I probably won't watch it just because I need more happiness in my life right now. Or at least if it's not happy, it needs to be kind of cracktastic, if you know what I mean. Like a yeah. graceful family. I, I don't know. I saw Mary referring to it as crack junk, which is... Oh my God, great. it is exactly uh, crack junk. Yeah. That, is, that is the correct, correct dictionary term for this. <laughs> so it's a good word. Um, thanks, Mary. I don't know if that was her original term, but I saw her using it on Twitter and I was like, yes. Do you have any reactions to this, Zainab? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Chocolate is the next one. Um, it's uh, basically a drama about a neurosurgeon and a world-famous chef of Italian cuisine who heal their scars from the past and cook for those in hospice care. Um, and it stars... Yoon Kesang, Haji Won, and Jung Sungjo. Jung Sungjo, um, if you're unfamiliar with his name, he was the second lead and familiar wife, and I loved him in there. Um, and he was also the ex-husband of Sung Hae Gyo's. I couldn't remember her name for a second. That was weird. <laughs> Sung Hae Gyo's ex-husband in um, Boyfriend. So, um, I okay. I haven't so seen Haji Won in anything in like the longest time. So. Yeah, that should be fun. And I also, also it's a JTBC drama, so... Yeah, it's JTBC. It doesn't have a set air date yet, but just November. But it looks okay. heartwarming and, like, one of those that kind of floats on the charisma of its leads, which these leads definitely have a lot of. So if it's yeah. really well-written, I think... Oh, oh, and I forgot to mention, screenwriter's Lee Kyung-hee. So she's the one who did, like, Nice Guy, and um, she's done a whole bunch of stuff. And some Nice of it's Guy has, hit. again, like, you know, it's kind of like a cult classic amongst some fans. So It does, and she did earlier stuff, like, um, I love you, I'm sorry, I love you, and um, A Love to Kill, and, you know, like, really famous big hits. Like, she hasn't had yeah. as big hits later, but she's one of those big-name author, like, uh, drama writers. Like, she did... In the last couple of years, she did Uncontrollably Fun and Wonderful Days, which didn't have as much of a good response, although I enjoyed Wonderful Days. Yeah. That was a family drama. Mm-hmm. But she did Will It Snow for Christmas, Nice Guy, Thank You, A Love to Kill. Um, Uncontrollably yeah, so. Fun was, there, there were problems with it that was just more than the writing. There were like, yeah, I couldn't really watch too many of those. But um, the director has done Strong Woman Dobongsun, which I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. (laughs) Well, the thing is that I I would blame Dobongsun mostly for its writing, but the tone was also wildly uneven, and that's down to the directing as well. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll find out. I'll definitely probably check it out. Yeah, probably for the cast, exactly. And I I can't actually make out um, what the story would be from this one-line synopsis. 
you have a neurosurgeon and a chef. So, okay. Yeah. So cool. I'm guessing like he's, he, he's in the hospice care setting and she comes to cook for the people in hospice care and then they meet and then they fall in love. So it sounds yeah. pretty basic actually. Right. So, okay, let's see. We will find out more as the trailers come out. And the crew behind the <laughs> drama is a bit of a, what do you guys call it when you don't know what to expect of? Uh, oh, yeah. What's the word? It's like an unknown surprise. quantity. Um, an unknown yeah. quantity? I guess. A little I mean, bit. That's just, or maybe it's like a known just, quantity, but we just don't know what to predict about them because <laughs> they're unpredictable. Yeah. Let, fingers crossed it won't be a hot mess and uh, that it will be something that uh, is worth watching Hanjie Wonen. Yeah, I, w- I want her to be in a good drama because her last, I think the last couple of ones she did were not hits. Like she did that hospital ship drama, which was just like bombed. But um, again, I should point out that Saya really liked hospital ship. But I'm not saying that it was bad, but it bombed. No, the, we, it bombed, yeah. And neither of us watched it, which Saya holds against us. But she watched it and she really tried to make us watch it. So there must have been some redeeming quality in the drama. She wouldn't recommend it otherwise. Yeah, but I want her to be in something that like, you know, gets some good buzz. That does really well. Yeah, because yeah. The one that she did before that was also, it was the remake of um, the Taiwanese drama. Um, in time with you and I, I remember that one getting really panned by like pretty much everyone so she hasn't had a, a hit in a while I feel like drama wise probably not since King Two Hearts so okay yeah I just like to see her have a hit and Yoon Kae Song I mean love him he's good he's always good yeah I think the only thing is I just wish it was about chocolate you know I'm a little misleading <laughs> on the yeah, she's friend. not even a chocolatier yeah, or a pastry chef. She's really an Italian some, uh, chef. So chocolate fountains. Some, yeah, yeah. Maybe the two of them find that the only thing they have in common is their love for chocolate. That sounds like a to do with relationship. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Zainab, which one of these are you most looking forward to? You think? Um, which least not looking forward to. Or is there one that you are looking yeah, forward to? Um, hmm, I'm, oh, definitely the uh, the ugly one. The, the handsome guy. Yeah. Who's been oh, yeah. Being ugly. <laughs> Top of my list. So, for sure. Which one was that? People with flaws, right? Yeah, people no, with flaws. Yeah, people She's with being flaws, sarcastic. You can tell. No, I took her seriously. Now, <laughs> Zainab, it's your job to go and watch it because we won't. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, watch uh, it, come back to us, do a review for the podcast. I do find myself liking things that people usually don't. Like, I, I, I think I can watch, like, bad things. Interesting. Yeah, I, we, sometimes we'll watch something together, and I'll be like, it had so many problems, and I'll be like, it was fine. I enjoyed it. It's, like, not that serious. <laughs> I think bad acting doesn't necessarily bother me as much as it does you. Oh, okay. And just, like, uh, yeah, plot hole. Uh, my plot holes bother me, but I don't know. Some bad things are good. Let's just say that. This is true. You can mm. enjoy something that's yeah. qualitatively not mm. high quality. I definitely yeah. agree with that. Okay. I think I'm looking forward to Psychopath Diary. That that just, I, I want to know what they're going to do with this. It's probably going to be very predictable, but it's interesting and um, wakes up with no identity, mistakes himself as a killer. I, I Yeah, I, I want to know <laughs> what he does with that. Yeah, and he's a, such a good actor. He can definitely carry the whole drama as like the main... Even if it's like a one-man show, he can definitely carry it. Who is the actor? 
Yun Chiyun from uh, The Best Hit. Oh. Yeah. So I think I'm most excited for Emergency Landing of Love or whatever <laughs> eventual English title that's going to end up with because I have a feeling this is going to be one of those where it like changes the day before it starts airing. Yeah. And I probably won't be as sad as I was with like Extraordinary You because I really liked the Korean title of that. But yeah, this, you know, it's like a strong cast, strong writing teams and directing team. Um, it's kind of an interesting setup as long as they don't fall into cliches about North Korea. So true. excited to see Kim Jong-hyun again. Excited to get over my um, trauma from Pretty Muna by Me Food by watching Sunny Din and something that's hopefully going to be good and I can like her. Yeah. All right. We have so many hopes. <laughs> yeah, every month we have hopes and then, well, I, can, I feel like at this point we've learned not to have too many hopes. We yeah. Have, no, but we have had dramas that have surprised us. So it's not like, you know, Drama Land usually redeems itself. After a few cycles. That's true. It's just you. sometimes it happens when from places that you really were not expecting. Like the stuff that seems like a sure bet sometimes turns out to be awful. And sometimes the stuff that seemed really ridiculous and weird carries your heart off with it. That is true. Search WWW for the win. Yes. I feel like that's <laughs> going to be my favorite drama of 2019. WWW. Yeah. It's, w. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that and uh, Mellow suits me. I think... Those two are the strongest contender for now. Definitely. Yeah. Oh right. my gosh, we're coming up on end of the year stuff. Ah. <laughs> There's so much yeah. to do. All right, let's uh let's wrap up here. Can I just uh make a little note? Of course. Okay, um <laughs> You have to tell us the joke first before you start laughing. Um just wanted to say I've been chewing gum this whole time. <laughs> uh has anyone been able to tell? <laughs> no, but the recording often picks up stuff that we can't hear. Ooh. So then, um, okay, mm. the viewers can yeah. let us know. Yeah, <laughs> the listeners. <laughs> You're so bad. Wait, listen to me. All right. Well, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this little peek into our family drama. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, Dana. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. Hopefully, I wasn't too uh, weird or too. I don't know. <laughs> No, you were fun to have. And we're going to have you up again when you come back to the view. Anissa, which one did you say? So should you pause? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely holding you to that. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Sign in blood before you leave. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.